This podcast replay is brought to you by Orvieto's Awards and more. For 35 years, providing everything from plaques to laser and UV printing. They do all their engraving and printing in-house for quality control. Call Charles at 305-949-8098 or visit them at orvietosawards.com. Orvieto's Awards and more, where recognition is rewarding. Oh, Mike, Mike. Good morning, boys and girls. I hope you're doing fractionally better than I am. Fractionally, okay? Because it's really hard to be much better than I am right now. I wonder why. I wonder why. I wonder why. I wonder why we're at 57K. <laughs> Man, it's a good morning. Holy shit. And Brooklyn Rob, thank you, sir. You started off the morning with a Bitcoin donation. Thank you, sir. Those are my favorite donations. Those That's the donation that keeps on giving, Rob. Like the other ones you've given, they have grown. So thank you. When you send a when you really when you donate Bitcoin to our show, you're giving me love for the rest of your life. And you know, you and I will be friends for the rest of our lives. You know, that's just kind of the way it goes. So, you know, we thank you all out there, man. Woo! Woo! Man, it's just it's just good because we've been waiting for this, you know. I used to tell you two years ago, hey, this is about, you know, 24 and 25. And it sounded like it was ahead of, you know, years ahead. And it's so long ago. And we're saying that, you know, two, three years ago. And uh, here we are, like 23, 24, 25, really. Because it started in 23, really. If you, the bottom was really uh, somewhere around September, August, something like that. And then, and then everything started climbing and, and then Bitcoin started, you know, hit its bottom like around December of 2022. And then 20, I mean, right, then 23 and then now 24. So, yeah, that's how it's been. So we've been waiting for a while for this. And it's uh, it's been good. It's been good. And it's going to get to a point, remember, that Bitcoin will get so expensive that then money will start flowing into the altcoins. So that's what's going to happen next. And you're seeing it already as one of my favorite altcoins, uh, Illuvium, is up a bunch, man, like 25 or 30 percent. Um, and it is where, where is Illuvium that got me excited? One hundred and thirty four dollars right now. And uh, those of us that took advantage of the dip, we got them down at thirty eight bucks and forty and forty two dollars. So now it's one hundred and thirty four, you know. You've already 3X'd it, you know? So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So we love it. And the heat last night, man, I, I didn't get good sleep last night, but um, thank you, Heat. And you'll do it again to me tonight, right? Portland, 10 o'clock. So, but they won, which was good. And that was a no, no third quarter, right? <laughs> they really, by the way, the third quarter has not really been like the issue, you know, like in years past. We used to like dread the third quarter, you know what I'm saying? But last night, 36-19, that was a, that was a, that was a, it was, that was their third quarter, not ours. So that was good. It was good. I was sitting there going, okay, we're, we don't have the third quarter. They do. Thank God. All right, let's rock. 
You know, that was uh, that was good last night. And then we've got some dolphin stuff to talk about. Actually, um, you know, you know, I don't do the hypothetical bullshit and all that and start creating, you know, fake talk and all that. But no, we, you know, when we have real talk and stuff that we can talk about, I will. And I actually have uh, what, like uh, one, two, three, four different uh, talking points today for the Dolphins. That's a lot for an offseason. So uh, there you go. Four different rants that uh, Sean will probably put up uh, when it's all said and done. Joseph is number one in our roll call. He says, good morning. Great heat win last night. Let's do it again tonight. Well, it'll be, it'll be a little easier tonight, right? Tonight we get to slap uh, Portland around a little bit. Last night was that was the difficult game, and I, I love how they're playing, man. I love how they're playing. Haquez was terrific last night. Bam, by the way, got to give Bam some love, man. He played really well last night. Uh, Kyle Cockrell says everything is green, Big O and Sean. And the chat, hopefully everyone has been listening and packing their bags. It's a great morning to be alive. I got up this morning, took some profits. I feel good. That's right. There you go. That's smart, Kyle. Take profits along the way, baby. Lord knows the profits have been coming in. Uh, Stephen Harris, looks like I'm early. Yes, you are. Thank you for being early. Jay Gelfin is in the house. Another chapter added to the Duncan story. So he led the team with 11 assists. Yeah, no, I mean, Duncan, I'm telling you, he's headed down that UD path is what he's doing. Omar Lopez, John Padilla, Gus Gus 1388 says combine time, wheeling and dealing. Yeah, we got some stuff to talk about with that. Uh, C. Dola is in the house. Steve Chapman, he says, good morning, Bitcoiners and chat borders. There you go. Notice how the the attitude has changed, right? On, on the crypto and the Bitcoin front, right? Uh, people are a little bit more accepting. And then, you know, because it's becoming more mainstream. And more and more people are, are finally being convinced that it's the right way to go, you know? Even though I've been telling you for years, but, you know, what can I say? This happens to me all the time. Today at noon, I know it's going to happen with Chris Perkins of the Sun Sentinel. I, I'll be on his show at noon. So uh, at noon, this show, this show will end around 11.55 today. It's already kind of set because I got to be on at noon with Chris Perkins. So uh, we'll be doing the uh, Sun Sentinel at noon with Perk, and we'll have some fun there. Uh, Steve Chapman, a Coach AJ, GP Trap, Steven Gonzalez, Triple J, that kid's going to be a superstar. Hells to the yeah. I mean, 26 points, 12 of 17 shooting, incredibly efficient last night. Five rebounds, three steals. Triple J is the shit, dude. Uh, you got to love him, dude. Uh, Alexis Palenzuela, Think Blue Dodgers, is out in L.A. Uh, Kyle says, everyone that's invested in crypto, do yourself a favor and really research on when and how to take profits. Don't ride your bags all the way down. That's right. He is right. He's right. He's right. When you're right, you're right. Chad is in. Ryan AP. NorCal, sorry I missed you guys this trip. TPP raised 71000 for DCC. Hope to see you in LA, Seattle, and FCW24. All right, all right. Congratulations, NorCal, and everyone at the DCC that uh, raised money for a great cause. One-Eyed Jack says, good morning, Big O and Sean. All I want for free agency is Derrick Henry and Patrick Queen. 
Uh, Stetson O, GM to all, Brian Landis, Ray Sosa, Miles Deep. Ray says, great game by Jaquez and Bam. Yes, yes, agree. Brooklyn Rob is in the house. Thank you, Brooklyn Rob, again. Appreciate the donation. Remember, you can make a Bitcoin or you can make a donation at Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show, Cash App or Venmo. And of course, you can also make a Bitcoin donation there at the same time, too. Okay, so there you go. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Ray Varnicus, Jamie Zoria out in San Jose. He reminds everybody to smash that like button. Captain Saki. Yes, sir. Tarpon Springs, right? Is that it? Is that where you're at, right? I think it is. Christian, Share Bear, Brandon Flood. Uh, let's see. It's all about the heat, says Josh. Dan B. Good morning, sir. Uh, that's on YouTube Live, Sun Sentinel. Yeah, yeah, it's on the Sun Sentinel. Uh, I'm sure Chris Perkins on his Twitter feed will have the the link and everything. So yeah. NorCal says free Wi-Fi on JetBlue. I'll listen to your show as I head west. See ya, fan club weekend, Finns fan. There you go. Nice. Thank you, NorCal. Pipe Man Slim, what do you think about Flare Coin? Don't know anything about it. Don't know a damn thing about Flare Coin. It's the first time I've ever heard of it. So, you know me. If I don't know something, I'm going to tell you. I have no problem with that. Uh, so, I don't, can't give you anything positive, negative, nothing, dude. And that's the first time I've heard of it. Uh, Share Bear says, carry your own bags. That's right. JS says, my crypto portfolio looking good. In the words of Meek Mill, I used to pray for times like this. There you go. Good morning, Big O. Loved yesterday's show pointing out the generational difference. You are a doctor of common sense. Contingencies. You and I had contingencies, Ocala Joe. These kids, they got no contingencies. We had layers, layers of contingency. These kids don't have anything at all. We're not allowed to. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's where that Papo uh, or Papa or whatever his name was. That's where he uh, he uh, he read that one way off, dude, way off, way off. True Finn fan reminds us with a little super chat. He farted in a meeting today. Two day suspension. That's because they listen to the show and they know that you're you're the culprit. See, there you go. That's what's going on there. You were busted. There you go. Steve, hateful Steve, sending in some love on Venmo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Although he says uh, about Trump, uh, says, you see, Trump started laying out policy plans and one to loosen restrictions. Actually, he laid out no policy, no nothing. Okay, nothing. They just asked him about Bitcoin and he said, well, it's 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 growing in and has its own mind that it's growing. I can do with or without it. You know, Steve, that's the problem with you Trumpies. You're you don't really listen. You don't really pay attention. That's the problem with you Trumpies. You know, and what you're going to take his word? Did he build the wall? Did he make the Mexicans pay for the wall? A no and no. 
after ripping Obamacare, did he ever come up with his own health care plan? Uh, no. Oh, and by the way, Obamacare is up to 20 million people now, 20 million Americans. I, if you want to keep listening to somebody that constantly lies, then you go ahead, Steve. You go ahead, my brother. I know That's why the cult is there. That's why you guys are part of a cult. You know, because there's no credibility, no nothing. It's just blind, blind, leading the blind. Never said anything about any kind of crypto, anything, dude. Nothing about Bitcoin. All he said is he acknowledged it. And you know why? Because of his conversation with Vivek Ramaswamy. See, the problem, Steve M., since you've chosen a side and I haven't, I don't give a shit about Democrats or Republicans. I'll rip them both and I'll tell you exactly what's wrong with them. But those of you like Steve, like hateful Steve, that has taken a dive into one side or the other, you don't see shit. You know, that's all. You don't see shit. You don't know anything because you're blindly following one side. And that's why I get dumbasses that say, oh, Bitcoin's a scam. Why? Because you're listening to dumbass Elizabeth Warren, who's evil and wants to put in CBDCs and control your life. Why? Because she's fed by the banks. The faster you learn about this, the faster you will learn what those two shitty parties constantly do to us. I'm the wrong guy to argue politics. Do you know why? If you're a Democrat, I'm going to bury you. If you're a Republican, I am going to bury you. You know why? Neither one of the parties are worth a damn, and the candidates they come up with are absolutely brutal, Steve. So I laugh at people like you that are stupid enough to believe these people. Are we clear on that now? See, the problem is I go with facts. I actually listen to what the moron said, and he never put together a policy or anything like that. But you go ahead and talk shit because you got your head up Trump's ass and you have no objectivity. But thanks for the donation, my brother. Appreciate it. Even though you constantly send shit that has no factual backups to it. Constantly. You know, but it, it's hard for me to waste my time constantly answering you because you don't even understand when you're wrong. Trumpies, the most uneducated people out there. The most, the most I've ever seen. The most uneducated people I have ever seen in my life in politics. It's, it's shocking how lost you people are. Anyway, it's like, you know, they, they just come up sh with shit, dude. It's like, it's really amazing to me. Anyway, uh, yeah, Steve has uh, completely alternative facts, you know, but whatever, bro. You, you go ahead and believe Biden and Trump. Go ahead. You, you go ahead and believe those guys. Yeah, they, they, they're going to lead you down the right path. You go ahead. Uh, Kennedy is a CBDC supporter. No, he's not. He's a Bitcoin supporter. See, Sam, I am. Why are you people so misinformed, bro? 
I'm not a Robert Kennedy guy either, but he's totally Bitcoin. He's completely against CBDCs. He actually understands Bitcoin. See, that's the problem, Sam, I am. That's the problem with this country. Too many of you are uninformed. You don't do your fucking homework. You walk around and you say stupid shit and you don't know how to represent anything because you have no information, no facts. Just like Steve, just like Sam I am. Kennedy couldn't be a bigger person. He is the biggest against CBDCs because he actually understands this. Jesus Christ, dude. Sam, I am, brother, you're better off. No digas nada. Callaito, papo. Callaito. Don't say anything. You expose yourself for not knowing it. Kennedy is all Bitcoin, dude. There's no more bullish Bitcoin candidate than Robert Kennedy. And again, I'm not a Kennedy guy. I'm not a Biden guy. I'm not a Trump guy. But I'm just telling you. Anyway, I feel like politicians are starting to be selected like NFL Pro Bowl or NFL NBA All-Star. Just popular, it gets in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Eddie J. De La Torre says, you might be the smartest human being ever. No, I'm not, bro. I'm far from it, bro. I'm far from it. But I, I mean, there are certain things I keep up with and you know, you're not going to bullshit me. You're just not going to bullshit me. You know what I mean? And since I got in this three years ago, oh brother, I follow everything that goes on in politics, everything you can't invest without knowing what goes on. And so I know exactly what all these phony people are doing to us. And I know and I know that most of you out there are just, you know, there's so many of you that are misinformed. You don't even know what the hell you're talking about. And then you, you just and then you repeat what another clueless person says instead of doing your own homework. Like that dude. <laughs> he spews out something from Kennedy that is completely opposite. Jesus Christ, dude. Blind leading the blind. It's exactly what it is. Ryan AP. Anyway. Uh, big O getting mad. Now look what y'all did. That's <laughs> just, I, I don't like misinformation, you know, just like Steve M misinformation, just like this dude. And there's just too much of it, bro. Too much of it. You know, Bitcoin to the moon. How can you not believe in Bitcoin? Well, you know, we, we, we've had our idiots, you know? They uh, they disappear, but you know what can I tell you? Yeah, I can wait for my ETH to hit twenty five. No, no, I don't think ETH is going to twenty five k. Let's get realistic now, okay? I think five to seven is safe, and then ten k is. I think in this bull run, ten k would be amazing. Remember, there's more ETH, even though ETH will be burned, and there'll be less and less ETH as time goes on. But there's still you know, the number, I forgot what the number is. It's an enormous number. It's not like Bitcoin, that there's a finite supply. And when it's over, it's over. And when the halving comes, it's half of it is being produced of what it's being produced now from 900 to 450. And the amount that's being bought, I mean, Sailor just bought 3,000 more Bitcoin. 
And we're in the 50s and he's still buying. You know, it's one, you, you just, this is, and it's just going to go, it's going to skyrocket. And, and by the way, the Asian EFTs have not gone online yet. I, I believe Japan has four of them they're about to approve. And China's working on it too, because Hong Kong also is in the process of it. So, you know, mainland China is going to be all over it. And they're easing up the restrictions. Now, on the China side, it's more for firms, not for the average person. The average person that has Bitcoin in China has been doing it with a VPN and illegally and risking a lot. You know what I'm saying? But wait till the Asian EFTs kick in and wait till the Arab nations start to, no, 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 no. We got to get a bunch of that for our reserves. And it's going to happen. And then that shit's going to dry up and it's going to skyrocket. We're going to pass our all-time high 67,000 before the halving. That's where we're, we're on pace for 60 right around the corner. And go look at it. The ETFs are eating up every day. They're eating up your Bitcoin. This has been around for 15 years. You've had a lot of time to collect Bitcoin and improve your life. Not a financial advisor. And I know personally, I've been at it for just a little over three years now. So I've been warning you about all of this. You know what I'm saying? By, by the way, anybody that bought it at 16 and 20, and we're about to approach 60, <laughs> three to four times, I mean, that's, that's pretty good, man. Congratulations to you out there. Okay, congratulations. Uh, it's better to be quiet and thought of a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Amen. Pat in Nashville, Sam, I am furiously searching Google right now. <laughs> I mean, Robert Kennedy couldn't be a bigger Bitcoin. Like, that's the only reason I would want him president is for Bitcoin. That's it. Because I don't know policy-wise, all the other stuff. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, it's not like I enjoy Biden's policies or Trump's policies. And so it doesn't really matter to me. It's not like I'm ever going to find somebody that I think is kind of like, you know, for Americans, not for one far side or one far side, you know, progressives and and the uh, MAGAs. That's like ruining everything. You know, it's the Bernie's and the AOC's and the Elizabeth Warren's and it's the Trump's and the Jim Jordan's and the Marjorie Taylor Greens and all that kind of shit. That, that, that's what's ruining everything, dude. Everything. Everything. Oh, when Bitcoin mining is over, do you think they'll do another type of Bitcoin with the same parameters? No, there's other cryptos going on, Ethereum and everything else. Now, remember, you'll still have validators because you're going to have transactions. So you'll have millions and billions and trillions of transactions. So you'll still have, you know, validators. But remember, Bitcoin mining will still be going on for, for decades, still another 40 years. You know, it'll be less and less, but it'll be... It was still gone for about 40 years. They have, you know what I mean? Now, most of the Bitcoin, like 96, 7% of it will be mined already. It's a small percentage that's left to be mined. So, because it, it gets less and less every four years. This is what we've all been trying to tell you. <laughs> Why? It's going to skyrocket. You know what I mean? But, you know, the ones that don't want to believe it's because you're listening to the wrong, you're listening to Elizabeth Warren. You know, 
and you're listening to stupid people or evil people in, in Elizabeth Warren's case. So uh, stop watching news will help your mind. Yeah, probably. Got my Bitcoin at 32. Look at that. Big O Drew Rosenau said the Dolphins will most likely tag Wilkins. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I think they can now. That's what I told you before, right? That they're, they could, like, you know, was it Friday you asked me this, right? At that at, at Hialeah, right? And I think he did a segment on it you know, on the audio side or the video side, I think, too, also. Um, they could pull a dick move because they'll have, you know, we've gone from this cap crisis, right? And all these cap crisis people, I, I would imagine they're, they've been walking off the ledge already, right? And I told you that they've gotten to a point where they might be able to still tag him and hold on to him for one more year, but not really give him a long-term contract. So that'll be interesting to see how, because they have enough space and enough flexibility. As I've told you, the flexibility is not going to be a problem this offseason. Next year will be a little bit more challenging. And then two years from now is when it gets tough. Okay. Again, still stuff you can try to overcome, but the, the stuff that the media was trying to talk about, it's actually two years from now. But that's all right, dude. Whatever, bro. You know, we'll give you the straight information is what we'll do here. We, we don't need the sensationalism. You know, I have enough uh, sensationalistic things going on with Bitcoin and Ethereum and, you know, so that's uh, that's my fun. You know, I'm not going to use dolphin stuff to put you guys on edge for no reason at all. Why am I going? That's the that's the cruelest thing to do, bro. Oh, I'm looking for clicks. You know, let me. Oh, it's going to be a cap crisis this offseason. Let's fill it up with drama. Sad, dude. Sad. Uh, is Charles Harris still in the league? Yes, uh, he was with Detroit last year, my friend, I think. I'm pretty sure. I mean, you know, you could do your own homework and actually go hit Detroit, hit the roster, and, you know, kind of like what I'm about to do right now for you. Let me see if he played last year with them. I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, let's see, let's see. Or maybe he was on another team. Charles Harris. Here we go. 13 games played. Uh, 10 tackles. 3 assists. Uh, 1.5 sacks. He didn't have the year he had the year before. The year, Well, he didn't play nearly as much this year. Last year, he got more snaps. So this year, he got less snaps. And, uh, and so he didn't produce... Uh, what was it? No, two years ago, he had seven and a half sacks. Last year, he only had one sack, played in six games, must have had injuries. This year, he played in 13 games. So, uh, but I think he's kind of a, a backup now there, I think. But he's still in the league, still in the league. Had a nice year two years ago. That's what I was. I thought it was last year. It was two years ago. So, yeah. So, he's still there. Uh, when it comes to misinformation, alternative facts, you can always count on hateful Steve for that. Yes. Yes, you can. 
Uh, I think Sam I am got his information from a cereal box. Probably he really doesn't follow, but that's all right, bro. Most people don't follow politics and and news and you know like money and stuff like that. They really don't, you know. Christian, oh, you hear about this single Bitcoin wallet that acquired twenty six thousand Bitcoin valued at approximately one point three billion? Yeah, there's a wallet that every day is buying like you know, a hundred Bitcoin and you know, every day the guy buys, you know, cause he probably has so much money and he's just doing it for fun. And, and he's just building up his own reserve when it's all said and done. I, I, the rich are going to get so much more rich now. Okay. And that's why this was created. So anyone could take advantage of it. Anyone is you out there. And I got to tell you, you don't even need a whole Bitcoin. I think if you could get a fifth or a fourth of a Bitcoin, you know, it, put it this way. If it eventually goes to a million, a fifth is 200,000, a fourth is 250. That's what your, that's what your 12,000 or your, your 12,500. Oh no, we're at 57. So it's actually 14,000, close to 14,000, right around there. You're either your 14,000 or your like 12,000. One of the two will grow to 200, 250. It's up to you, man. It's up to you. Uh, when I need great salary cap advice, I go to Omar Kelly. Man, that man knows his shit. Memory like an elephant and zero FUD. I, I tense a little sarcasm in that statement with my man, Omar. Omar's such a good dude, bro. Uh, Dieter and Tunsil playing good in Houston. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Maybe Dieter, maybe Dieter wasn't a bad pick. It's just you need the right environment. You need the right system, you know? Pat in Nashville says, uh, I've heard of Hateful Steve many times, but where is he? No, he's never here. He's never on the chat. He listens to, I think he watches the show sometimes, but I think he also listens on audio because he'll come back at me at night. Oh, hey, I heard you say this. And it's like, okay. You know, and he comes up with his alternative facts. And so it's like, hey, did you see Trump's going to have, he has Bitcoin policies. No, he doesn't. He just says he can live with it or without it. That's it. He still likes the dollar. He still fancies the dollar. You know, he's still a dumbass in the end. You know? So anybody that still tells me about the dollar, then I'm already laughing at you. You know? Because the dollar, are you kidding me? We're in, thir we're in a $34 trillion debt. And we're growing by a trillion like every month and a half or two. Yeah, no, we're we're not. Our our our. Do you guys know that our interest debt payment is like, I it, it's, I I forgot the number, but what we're just paying in interest on our debt is more than some countries have normally just in their debt. The interest of the debt, not the debt itself. I don't think you, I don't think people really understand how bad it is. I think most of America just does not understand how bad 
our banking system and our money and our how weak our dollar is. You know? So, last two presidents, this one and the last one, 16 trillion they have printed. They killed the value of our dollar. Killed it, bro. Assassinated it. Oh, let's see. Hateful Steve never types in the chat because he knows he'll be ripped to pieces. <laughs> Big old thoughts on precious metals. I do have a thought on it, by the way. Before I let me go to uh, David Ferronis here real quickly. Um, I do have a thought, even though I'm not a gold guy. Um, I'm more of a obviously because it's better valued a hell of a lot more. Um, but the bottom line is gold is going to go down now. People are getting money out of gold and going into Bitcoin because it's liquid. It's, you know, and and there's a lot of funny stuff going on with gold that, you know, people think they have the gold and eh, it's really a paper, not really gold. And so there's been a lot of funny stuff, just like silver. It's been a lot of funny stuff over the years. But when it comes to that, I think gold will be very viable down the line because I think it's going to plummet. And maybe it plummets down to 1,400, 1,200, 1,500, 1,000 from the 2,000 mark. And then that's when you pounce. And you buy some, not a lot, some. I, I, I don't mind doing that. You know what I mean? But I don't have any now because gold sucks. It doesn't move. It's been stuck around the 2,000 area for years and years and years. Barely moves. Bitcoin moved a couple thousand yesterday. Bitcoin moved the total price of gold yesterday. Come on, man. I mean, it's just, it's kind of stupid. You know, anybody that tries to even compare gold to, to Bitcoin, it's, you, you can't, bro. You can't. Anyway, let's do it. 57K, baby. All right. The one and only. Ho Yoon, thank you for the love on Venmo, my friend. I appreciate you immensely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember, Cash App or Venmo, Cash Big O Show, that is Cash Big O Show. It is time for David Ferronis and our Welt and Realm Miami Dolphins report. All rise, football fans, as the Welt and Realm Miami Dolphins report with David Ferronis is in session. Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They are committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. Here's Miami Dolphins insider, David Veronis. There he is, locked and loaded and ready to go. How you doing, bro? How's your Bitcoin bag? Oh, see, I'm missing out on all that. Uh, you, you had to throw those numbers out, out there right before I got on. So, uh, yeah, n n now that so FOMO was definitely hitting me. We were talking before you were on. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me, dude? The way the market is going, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. We're, we're, we're loving life right now, bro. Right now, it's uh, things are, uh, as they say, out of control, my friend. Bitcoin over 57. We'll be at 60,000 soon. We're off and running, bro. We're off yeah. and running. As I told Steve Calibro from Hialeah Park, uh, I told him this time next year we'll be talking about $100,000 Bitcoin. And so it's hard for people to understand that, but it's, it's going to happen. How about Jonathan Jensen? He says, my 22-year-old son has two full Bitcoins. Any suggestions on his plans going forward since he bought 
way back in 2018. So you got it real cheap. Hold forever. I know you're not a financial advisor, LOL. Uh, yes, you hold forever. Uh, you don't sell your Bitcoin. Okay. You sell all the altcoins. Bitcoin, you hold on forever. He's going to become Jonathan, his own bank. Um, he will be able to lend out money. And he's the one that's going to be getting all the interest. And he's the one that's going to get all the leverage. So, yes, you hold on to your Bitcoin, my friend. Yes. You do not. Uh, and make sure he has it on a cold storage wallet. He's young, so he's probably way ahead of you. And he probably gets it because younger people get it. It's older people like me that are completely lost and intimidated. But make sure, please, he, he has it in a cold storage wallet that he's not keeping his Bitcoins on an exchange. That would be my suggestion, sir. But definitely hang on to it because it's going to grow like out of control. So anyway, how you feeling, my man? You feeling good? Doing well over here at the uh, Indiana Convention Center. Just got in uh, to Indianapolis yesterday and uh, first day out here at Media Availabilities. So uh, Mike McDaniel speaking later today. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get his first comments uh, in uh, almost two months. Uh, no, a month and a half uh, uh, since the end of the season. So, um, yeah, a, a lot will be uh, going on this week. Yeah, the I would imagine a, a lot of uh, Weaver talk, uh, a lot about the uh, coaches that he added. I would imagine there's going to be a lot of those questions. Sure, yeah, coaching staff. And then uh, this time of year, always a primer going into free agency. And obviously the Dolphins have the big decision to make on Christian Wilkins coming up, March 5th deadline, if they do decide to franchise tag him. And then uh, obviously trying to work out a deal. Uh, and then uh, a, a lot of uh, – other storylines going into to free agency. And then uh, obviously this is the combine. So the uh, bottom line, they're here to see prospects. So uh, maybe some, some draft outlook as well, where, where the Dolphins still do have a first round pick uh, going into the final two months leading up to the draft. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I they, they definitely have the pick, but they also uh, have options. And that's the good thing. They're going to have uh, flexibility, which I think uh, you're, you're not into the cap crisis thing anymore, right? We're done with that, right? We're, we've passed that. No, and especially, especially the Dolphins got great news on was it Friday with uh, with where the new cap uh, stands at that number two fifty five point four, which is uh, or, which is higher than expected. So, uh, yeah, actually now the Dolphins are, are going into like this twenty seven over the cap range, uh, especially after the other moves Emmanuel Ogba, Xavier Howard money doesn't hit until post June one. But uh, just great news that the Dolphins got. I, I saw uh, one tweet from uh, from Josine Anderson saying that a source told her uh, this is the Taylor Swift uh, surplus money. So it, it's it, with, with the league doing great business, then the salary cap goes up, and um, a pleasant surprise for a lot of teams, but especially the Dolphins who were in this cap crisis going into the year, and then now that's a difference of twelve million dollars from uh, where we thought they were going to stand to to where they do. Yeah. So I think uh, everything will be very workable, you know, when it's uh, when it's all said and done. Um, I am yeah, even now, more so, even more so than before, which already I, was workable. And I know the other report and, and I do trust Dan Graziano is one of those guys I do trust. The only thing is I have to still see it to believe it. That they're going I because I I think there's because of the cap space. I think there's a chance they could tag him and hold him for one more year and kind of a dick move of not giving him a long-term contract. What I still don't believe is there will be a long-term contract, but because of Friday's actions, right? I still think they can make all their moves and tag Wilkins if they felt like it now. 
something I don't think they could have done before Friday's news. But now with Friday's news, I think there's still a chance they could tag him and hold on to him to make a run for one more year. Your thoughts on that? On tagging yeah. or actually getting a long-term contract? Yeah, I think you go to the negotiating table, and then if Christian Wilkins's number and the Dolphins' number, then they still can't make progress and and get somewhere close to to a deal. Then you, you proceed with the franchise tag, especially with the news that you have more of that flexibility for 2024. So, uh, yeah, you you can afford that 22 million dollar tag, uh, go for it, and then uh, you have him for at least one more year. And it's not really his decision; it's the the team decision. And then you hold off on uh, on your long-term plans with him, if, especially if you can't reach that number. So I would say try to first, and then if uh, that number, uh, if you can't settle on on the the number that suits both sides, then go ahead and franchise tag him. That's that's uh, that's your option. That that would that's the best player to utilize the tag on. It's really the only player that's uh, that's up for it for the Dolphins. So uh, go ahead and move forward with it. Uh, when you uh, when you. What'd you, what'd you think of the Tyreek Hill comments on taking up karate and MMA and all that kind of stuff? I, I, you know, the fighting and all that, I think that's just him clowning around, to be quite honest. He won't be able to do it anyways in the NFL. But uh, bottom line, which I, I, I actually think that's a good thing for him to practice other things. If it can help him hang on to the ball especially, that would be nice. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so refresh my memory on, on what what it is that Tyreek Hill. Uh, what did he say exactly? He was on a podcast and he says that he's adding to his off season regimen, karate and MMA. You haven't seen this? No. No. This is the first I hear it. Okay. All right. So yeah. It. Okay. And so then joked, and then he joked around about taking on Jake Paul and talking. <laughs> Talking to Dana White about getting in the ring, which it's really an octagon, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, but to me, that was kind of him clowning around in the uh, in the podcast. So that's why I wanted to ask you, because I actually think um, working out in other ways than whatever you sport you play in. I think it's a positive because it works other muscles and 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 hand eye coordination sometimes becomes even better when you're doing other things outside of what you normally do every day. So to me, I find it as a positive that he's going to do, you know, something like that, adding karate and MMA to his regimen. Yeah. They say that for kids growing up all the time, you know, don't focus on a sport, uh, let yourself develop in various sports. And then you can, and then later on you can focus in on, on whatever you're best at, where, wherever you have the, the most tools to, to move forward and advance through levels. And uh, yeah, well, now for Tyreek Hill, you always have to take what he says with a grain of salt. He, he clowns around a lot uh, in, in, in interviews. Uh, sometimes you, you can't tell when he's being sarcastic, when he's really being genuine with, with what he's saying. Uh, so I'd have to hear the tone in, in how he said it. But, uh, hey, it's uh, like Tua did jujitsu last year. It's uh, I guess everyone's trying to do different martial arts uh, to work out different muscles and build different muscle memory. Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, and the martial arts does, you know, he does have a lot of contact. So maybe that will help him and maybe also body control in the air. That might also help you a, a little bit more in those areas. So to me, I found it to be a, a positive. Uh, the other thing that came out and everybody got on top of it, the Jets are releasing Lake and Tomlinson. And obviously he was with the Niners and McDaniel was with the Niners. And, you know, they've had their guard issues, especially on the left side. 
uh, I, you know, Hi, Isaiah Wynn was looking good. So he is going to come back and hopefully he can, you know, start to build on what he was doing last year. But are, are you looking at Tomlinson as a, as an option for the Dolphins? Yeah, that certainly has to be an option that that um, makes makes your ears perk when you think of Mike McDaniel's history with him. Uh, and he even brought him up one time last year. I was uh, I was interviewing Mike McDaniel at owners meetings and um, uh, asking him about his confidence in Austin Jackson and Liam Eikenberg for the, it, this was last year. So going into this past season and, you know, he was still uh, on board with, with these guys and developing them and Lakin Tomlinson was actually the example he gave for the guy that uh, that once was sort of written off in the same way on the offensive line, and then that they, they stuck with him, they they developed him, and uh, he ended up getting another contract. He ends up getting a second contract. He was a Pro Bowler at one point, so now he is getting up there in age. He's over thirty, and um, and obviously the Jets had their struggles uh, the, this past year, but. Yeah, I mean, that, that's definitely an option. And uh, now Isaiah Wentz coming off a, a season-ending injury as well. The Dolphins have three guards that are uh, in free agency and, and also the starting center coming off an ACL tear. So, uh, yeah, that, that's someone I would look at. The, the, that definitely um, it, it catches my eye that Lincoln Tomlinson becomes available and Mike McDaniel has that pass with him. Scheme, man. You know, maybe this yeah. uh, scheme is what fits him better and he's able to play uh, better in this scheme. All right, so what's the agenda for the Dolphins in your eyes this week at the Combine? Uh, yeah, as far as uh, checking out draft prospects or overall, because obviously there's always so many uh, things going on uh, in, in the background, uh, negotiations. Uh, overall, overall, my brother, draft picks, they don't mean shit this week, dude. Come on, bro. I've been at this for 30 years. <laughs> All you're doing is running or watching them run around in shorts, you might interview them, but you're not picking them this week. You're not doing anything with right. them this week. So to me, it's really about all the other stuff in the periphery, the free agency, trades possibly, yeah. interest in other players. That's really what the combine is all about. The rest of the bullshit. It's really about injuries and interviews. That's what the combine is. I don't give a shit about you running the the uh, the gauntlet. <laughs> Or, you know, or whatever. I mean, give me a break, dude. Whether you run a strong 40 or not, that doesn't mean shit to me. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, and now, now, it's all now being here. Go ahead. Yeah. Now being here three years, I, I kind of uh, feel like uh, they put all the prospects out to do all, all this uh, testing sort of as an excuse to get together. It's, it's kind of like, you know, when you and your friends just find whatever, like, uh, oh, yeah. uh, there's a heat game on tonight. Let's go to Flanagan's, you know, so something like that. Like just find an excuse for everyone to come together. You know what the college players are? This is what they are. When you go to a heat game, Bernie comes out with his little gun and he starts shooting shirts. The dog and pony show part of the game. That's what the players are running around in shorts. They're the t-shirts being shot into the crowd. You know, the actual game being played on the court, that's actually the GMs, you know, the people talking to agents, talking about free agents, talking about their own free agents, talking about possible trades. That's the real combine, bro. That's what really goes on. The, the stuff running in shorts, that's for the fans to gobble up that bullshit. Oh, this guy did 225 46 times. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. None of that means yeah. anything. 
Right. No. And they and they do take the information that they gather from his testing and the interviews, but they keep it in the back pocket because the draft isn't for another two months here. So the, the immediate needs is uh, coming up in, in a couple of weeks when free agency begins, uh, the legal tampering period uh, that Monday, March 11th, and then a free agency officially begins uh, March 13th. So uh, And a lot of your needs get settled in free agency before the draft. So then your whole outlook on the draft could uh, can entirely change, not to mention – uh, especially for the Dolphins, they could end up trading uh, high-end uh, draft picks, as Chris Greer is is known to do. So, um, if I'm looking at as, as if I was within the Dolphins uh, on the docket, I'm looking at uh, the interior of the offensive line. What my plan is uh, on that front. Obviously, Wilkins on the defensive line is a high priority that uh, we've already spoken uh, about uh, ad nauseum here. Uh, so, uh, settling on uh, securing him for for the future, or if not, then uh, you're going to have a, a hole to fill with also Raquan Davis uh, as a free agent. And then DBs now, because you have state, two safeties that are free agents. You have Xavier Howard at cornerback that you moved on from that everyone knew you had to do. And uh, you're going to need some guys around Jalen Ramsey in the secondary at edge rusher or with where John Phillips and Bradley Chubb are uh, determining what you uh, what you need if both of them are, are starting the year on, on the, the PUP list and with Andrew Van Ginkle also a free agent. So, uh, there's no shortage of, of things that the Dolphins need to uh, keep their eye on and uh, and, and really hone in on uh, here as, as you get toward uh, toward March, the middle of March, the new league year and free agency. Like I've you, like I've told people, the combine is for this. Okay, you have two linebackers. You love this guy from Kansas. You love this guy from Kansas State. You love them equally. Right, because you watch the film, they're both good football players, this, that, boom, boom, boom. Okay, now we get to the combine. Now you sit, get to sit down, and you get to have a conversation for 20, 30 minutes with the guy. And you find out this guy's dumb as bricks, and his interests are stupid shit. And then you find out this guy, his IQ is really high, and he reads uh, philosophy, and he's into this, that, and he's really smart. And you're like, okay. Same guys. All right, let's go with the smarter guy. Um, two guys even. You love these two left tackles. One's from USC. The other one's from UCLA. And you're like, okay, well, all right. We love them both. Now let's go through the medicals. Ah, this guy's got a right knee that's been scoped twice. It's got some cartilage missing. This other guy's clean. We like them both the same. Let's go with the guy that's a little healthier. That's what the combine is all about. That's where you find out about a player. I love this quarterback, and I love that quarterback. And they're both about the same. Now you sit down, and one answers all your questions, can decipher every defense. The other guy needs help. And then that's, that's what ends up happening, you know, in the process. Jared Goff, it was Jared Goff and... Who was the other one at the top of the Carson Wentz? Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz that so uh, I know some people in the Rams. And um, the Rams interviewed both guys. You know who they took, right? Okay. They, they go and they and the offensive coordinator comes down and starts to interview him and starts to put out a defense, this, that. And, and Jared Goff answers all the questions to a T about what this defense is doing, what that defense is doing, this, that. 
and and uh, and Wentz struggled with it, right? So they end up taking uh, uh, what's it called, Goff over Wentz because of the IQ session of deciphering defenses. They liked them both equally, but they wanted Goff in the end because of that. Yeah, it's those kind of tiebreakers that I think is kind of what you're getting at in in making these decisions. And, and sure, I, I mean, you never know. You know when, that's what went on with the Rams. The Rams were like, no, mm -hmm. we, got, we got to get Goff. That's the guy we wanted because he his memory apparently was impeccable. Like they, like apparently the coordinator would put the stuff out, have him watch it for a second, then take it all down, and then he'd he'd be able to put it right back up again and run the play and go exactly where he needed to go. And it was one of those things that they he they were more impressed by his, the Q and A session with golf than they were with Carson Wentz, and that's a fact. And so yeah. the, these are things that go on, and this is what the combine is: the shit that they put on for you on the NFL Network. Bro, that's just to get ratings and keep the the football and the you know the NFL and in, in in the headlines and that's what that shit is for. That's all. You know what I mean? And fans then clamor to go out there and watch. Are they still doing that, by the way? Where they give a section to the fans to come out? Are they still doing that shit? I don't even know. I'm not sure. We'd, we'd, yeah, we'd have to find out once uh, once it actually goes down. Um, yeah. yeah. And actually, uh, to, to your point, <laughs> um, I. So this is now my third combine. I, I assumed going into the first one, well, I, I knew, you know, you had to get all the, the scoop on what's going on going into free agency in, in a couple of weeks. But uh, and the networking aspect and everything like that. But I assumed you actually do go to watch drills going into the first one. And then I found out very quickly that is uh, not even a little bit of what you do as a media member. Uh, I never, the combine. I mm -hmm. never right, go right. to the stadium. I go to the stadium to record the coach. The first day or second day, usually they talk for the Dolphins. And the first, second day, I find out what time. Okay, I'm going to – I'll go to the stadium. I'll record that. And I never go back again, bro. Never go back again. You know why? In the morning, while, while they're all stuck there and doing all the little interviews and all that, I'm out on the streets trying to find agents who are hanging out. They're hanging out in hotels and lobbies. That's a little tip for you, by the way. They're hanging out in oh, hotels. Yeah these bars all over the place while all most of the media is stuck in those rooms interviewing the college guys and i get that they've got to do that because they've got articles coming up for the draft a couple months from now and they're going to use a lot of that material so dude i understand that but if you really want to network you can network while you're doing that instead of being there you know what i'm saying if you don't need all that draft stuff which you do unfortunately you have to get that stuff because you're going to write stories a month from now or two months from now about a certain tight end or offensive lineman that you ended up talking to in the combine, and now you can use that stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of pre-planning that goes on with the combine for you guys. But it's really more about networking. It's really more about finding out information. Most media members that are smart and are, and are experienced, they don't give a shit about what goes on in the stadium at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for, for viewers who uh, don't have sort of uh, an idea of what, what the combine is like in downtown Indianapolis, so uh, at least these days, I don't know if they used to have it at the stadium uh, somewhat. But, yeah, all the testing goes on in Lucas Oil Stadium. But me, this is my third combine, and in my first two years, I have not stepped foot inside of Lucas Oil Stadium yet. 
So uh, it's it's the um, Indiana Convention Center. It's right across the street from it. Huge building, and uh, that's where they have all these interviews that you end up seeing on TV. The coaches, the GMs, later in, in the week, uh, all the prospects at different positions uh, speak. And then there's a media workroom for us as well. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're locked in uh, a lot of during the day for, for those of us that have to write, you know, on daily articles and things like that and conduct interviews, go up upstairs, downstairs, all of that. And then uh, a lot of the networking ends up, at least for us, uh, that are working during the day uh, has to happen at night. So going out at night and uh, you, you, you really barely sleep because you get up the next morning and uh, you got some more uh, prospect interviews and then uh, stay up late at night uh, just – seeing who you run into uh, out at the bars, the restaurants, the hotel lobbies, everything else. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, that's really what it, what it ends up being about, is more about finding out all of that. Um, is there a, you know, last, yesterday, I would I would imagine that I put this list out, Cedric Wilson, Robbie Chosen, Tyler Croft, Jeff Wilson, I think may not return, Christian Wilkins, Jerome Baker, Melvin Ingram, Eli Apple, any other names that you may not expect to return? All right, so, so tell me uh, who you said again. Yeah, I said uh, uh, Cedric Wilson, Robbie Chosen, Tyler Croft, Jeff Wilson, Christian Wilkins, Jerome Baker, Melvin Ingram, Eli Apple, besides, of course, the cuts that they just made with X and uh, and Agba. Yeah, um, I think there would probably be a decision to make between Deshaun Elliott and Brandon Jones for, for Anthony Weaver. As far as uh, keeping one of those safeties next to Javon Holland, and I know you, you know, you're sneaking in Christian Wilkins on me in, in that list, and we we've already. Said, I know that that's that's your take on it. I have him coming back, so uh, we'll see uh, what what that ends up uh, being. Who ends up being right on, on that one? Um, so yeah, I would think uh, between the, the safeties, you have to get one of those in, and then uh, and then the other ones out, and then uh, yeah, and obviously yeah, you did not have Andrew Van Ginkle, so I have him coming back. As yeah. well, so yeah, I think that that's a home run that you have to hit him, and, and you did not have Robert Hunt there, right? So you have the Dolphins bring bringing him back. Oh yeah, in fact, yeah. in fact, if Wilkins does not get tagged and he gets released, or they don't come to an agreement with him, I could see Rob Hunt getting the tag, and the money that gets freed up for for uh, X, that's what they use to then give him that contract. The flexibility they have they use for free agency or any trades or any other guys that they need to sign. I could see a Rob Hunt getting tagged and then reworking that deal in June because they have up until like June something, right, to rework that deal, correct? If, I, if, I'm, if I'm right? For? If you tag him, you have to like. Oh, oh, Wilkins or Wilkins or Hunt or whoever gets tagged, yeah. I mean right. Hunt. I mean Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. You have to like June something. So right around when you get that right. money, that's where you can use that money for hunt is what you. Yeah. Can do. Yeah. So. That's a possibility. Uh, another thing uh, I'm thinking that we had to mention his name in that list is Connor Williams. And he, Drew Rosenhaus was, uh, was on uh, uh, this past week saying uh, that he expects uh, him to, to wait in free agency. Now, if really? June one money. Really? Wait. <laughs> Wait, wait for what? The money to dry up? The <laughs> well, to dry up? Yeah, Come on, bro. Well, said but that. this could work for the Dolphins. This could work for the Dolphins because exactly. they get exactly. close to in one money. I know, but it sounds like it's it's it, it's it, it sounds like really creative bullshit on his part. But if you really know what's going on, you can't wait in free agency, dude. 
the money the options dry up people make their plans they go get their centers they don't need you anymore. They're going to move on, bro. That's just kind but of there's a lot of uncertainty with Connor Williams coming off that ACL. So, And that plays, and you said it, that plays right into I, I was like, when he said that, I laughed my ass off right there. And then I said, oh, my God, this is great for the Dolphins. This is fantastic. You want to wait? Okay, good. The Dolphins won't be competing against anybody for your services. Freaking fantastic, bro. Love it. And then later in the same day, that's when uh, when the news comes out that or Xavier Howard is uh, told that uh, he will be uh, released at the start of the new league year as a post-June 1 cut. So then June, that money comes in. And if Connor Williams is waiting that long, then uh, there you have it. That, that could work right into everyone's hands. So are you, uh, you trying to find out about Derrick Henry or Patrick Queen? Yeah, yeah. The, the, those those uh, those are two uh, uh, high uh, high priority uh, items uh, around here. Um, so yeah, I mean Derrick Henry is. I, I mean I think the Titans might be trying to work something up, but I, but for Derek, on Derrick Henry's perspective, um, he's he ain't going back. He ain't going right, back. right. He he wants to go to a contender. They're not yeah. a contender right now. They're they're rebuilding in Tennessee. They're not a contender. He's not. They could try to want to work anything they want, but um, yeah. He's going to leave. He has to leave. It's time for him to go and go somewhere where he has a chance to actually really win. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he thought he was going to get drafted time for him. years ago. Yeah. So maybe right. uh, Miami's a good place for him. Grass, no tax state, uh, good offense. So yeah. the, the need for a power short yardage runner. Yeah, yeah. And track down Patrick Queen's agent, too. See what he's – because, you know, Mike Mike McDaniel ain't going to give you guys shit in free agency because he can't. He can't say anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, he can't. Right, right. He's not going to say anything. So you got to try and track down those agents and yeah. see what's going on. All right? Good so call. Good call. We'll catch up on Friday, my friend. You tell us the yes, dirt. Sir. Okay? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Good, right. Man. Good All right. Welton Rayom, we love talking about, you know, Jeff Welt right now. Jeff Welt is like, if you, if you meet Jeff Welt, I just want you to know that he permanently has a smile on his face the entire time. Okay. And that happens to all of us when our crypto bags are just exploding. And whether it's his Ethereum, his Bitcoin bag, his Pendle bag, whatever it is, my man Jeff Welt is killing it. And so is Daniel Realm. They are the best in the business. 954 966 4646, folks. If unfortunately you're dealing with bankruptcy issues, homeowner property damage, condo damage, criminal defense, business owner claims, commercial litigation, personal injury, please call Jeff Walt and Daniel Rayom, 954-966-4646. They can take care of you. The consultation is completely free. And even if you don't need a lawyer right now, with the new laws that DeSantis passed, he gave the, the, the businesses, the corporations, the edge over us the consumer so more importantly now than ever you better have the right lawyers and i saw these guys in action and they crushed progressive so please give them a ring 954-966-4646
This has been another session of the Welton Rayom Miami Dolphins Report with David Veronis. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. They handle complex personal injury claims caused by the fault of another in both state and federal courts. They handle auto, trucking, motorcycle, slip and fall, and bicycle accidents. Call 954-966-4646. Welton Rayom can help. Ride a ride. Our number two is on, and it's Manny Navarro in our Canes Wear Miami Hurricanes report. The viewpoint, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, Media Group, Inc., ownership, management, sponsors, or website. If you're a Miami sports fan, there's only one store to go to. And that's Canes Wear at Miami Fanwear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2655 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiwear.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Canes Wear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. Time for Canes fans to get what they want. Information, insight, and perspective. It's the Canes Wear Miami Hurricanes Report with Manny Navarro. Exclusively on a Big O Radio Show. Here's Big O and insider Manny Navarro. Ride a ride. How you feeling, baby? You feeling good? <laughs> good, O. How are you? Can't complain, brother. Bitcoin's at 57,000. You, you know, it's uh, you're, hard you're to score. big, brother. Yes. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. See if we can pay some bills by the end of the year. That's uh, that's all I need. I'm trying to see if I can make a little money to pay off bills. I got you, man. I know that not feeling. Retired, not retired, not get rich or anything like that, because I don't have that kind of money to invest because, you know, you got to put in some real money to really retire. You know what I'm saying? But maybe mm-hmm. I might be able to pay some bills by the end of the year, which which would be really, uh, you know, kind of get that load off your uh, off your back. Anyway, so what's new in the Canes world except our pain in basketball, my brother? Well, uh, spring practice starts on Monday, so uh, we, we will start to see some some uh, activity involving the team beyond uh, off-season workouts and things of that nature. But uh, you're right. I mean, the basketball team, what is it, seven in a row? Uh, baseball team's done okay. They got some some good young freshmen and, and stuff like that that are, that are playing well, and they get the Gators, I think, this weekend. So there's things happening around Miami. They actually didn't play bad last night. No, they played well. Yeah. Considering it's UNC mm-hmm. and they're a ranked team and how badly Miami has played. Omir showed up yesterday. So they actually played pretty decent. You know, when you're watching that game, you cannot complain in the end. If you really know where the Canes are at right now, you know, uh, 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 what was it? 75, 71. I, I was actually pleasantly surprised that they lost such a tight game, to be quite honest. I was kind of expecting a, a 10 or 15-point loss easily. You should uh, have been that way without two starters in, in your backcourt. But, uh, you know, hey, listen, Jim Laranega does a good job with what he has. And unfortunately, you know, that's why when you when you get on a run like they got last year where they get to the Final Four, even the year before that when they get to the Elite Eight, it's like, dude, enjoy it. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to do in uh, in the ACC and in college basketball. You uh, ranked the uh, the Miami's 24 returning players. Yes. Start looking at this roster overall and assessing it. How much progress talent-wise has been made over the last couple of years under Mario Cristobal? 
I think a lot when it comes to the offensive and the defensive line. I think those two areas for sure, you look at the level of talent compared to where it was when he first got there. Uh, that's vastly, I would say vastly improved is probably the right, you know, uh, way to describe it i think there's other spots spots on this roster that have improved as well maybe not vastly i think linebacker is better uh i think uh, running back is a little deeper but i would say you know receiver uh quarterback right outside of the transfer portal getting a few transfers um i think cornerback safety so areas where you still don't know what they have in terms of is it elite enough right to to get them to a college football playoff and, and win national titles and things of that nature. So, uh, but up front, I would say in the physical areas, which is where Mario specializes in uh, that's, that's improved vastly. Uh, by the way, what do we know? Um, now I'm brain farting the running back. How's he doing, bro? Yeah. Mark Fletcher. I, I had told you guys before that he had injured his foot, obviously. And uh, I heard Liz Frank this week uh, was, was what somebody mentioned to me that it might be a Liz Frank related thing. So it may spill into the beginning of the season. And if that does, then then uh, that hurts you. Right. You, you hope you're hoping it's not that. But uh, look, there's going to be a lot of guys that are out this spring, as usual, having surgery to get stuff uh, done. Francis, uh, my goal, your fresh, you're, you know, he was a freshman All-American right tackle. He had something done in the offseason. He won't be in the spring. Um, there's other guys that are, uh, you know, like I said, uh, just it happens. You play through the injury during the season, you have surgery in the off season, you come back uh, in the summertime and you get ready to go for the fall. So there will be guys out this spring, but that just opens opportunities up for backups to get more snaps and more work and more reps. And look, that's the future, right? The freshmen, uh, the guys that Mario's recruited here in the last uh, two years, uh, the redshirt freshmen, those guys need to get work. So that those are the guys that we will see here in uh, in the spring. How much do you get to see the quarterback now uh, coming up uh, in practice? Well, usually Mario will let us watch maybe 10, 15 minutes of practice. You usually get one practice an entire year that will actually, he'll let us watch from beginning to end uh, when they're in shorts and, and uh, helmets and things of that nature. We won't, we won't see any uh, full padded practices. Uh, but listen, there's a lot of people who get invited to come watch, and I just talk to those people oh, and find out what's going on. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I get it. I'm just kind of I'm excited uh, about Cam Ward, uh, oh, yeah. but, I, but I, I'm also intrigued that, OK, will the offensive coordinator and the quarterback jive and, you know, complement each other? And because when it doesn't, it just becomes a disaster. And that's the only thing that I'm always concerned about, because, you know, it's kind of it, it reminds me of the Dolphins in a way. Mm -hmm. Um you like you watch what happened with Flo. He couldn't mm -hmm. build a staff. Plus, he didn't want to. So, how's that kid going to su survive and succeed when the guy doesn't want you and he can't even build a staff to help you? Then here comes Mike McDaniel, who definitely has a, a terrific mind for offense, but he's playing Tua like if you had Marino. He's playing right. Tua like if you have Jim Kelly and the K Gun. He's playing Tua like you would Mahomes without a running game. Tua's not that kind of quarterback. Right. Tua's the kind of quarterback that you need to have a run game. You need to use play action. You need – because most quarterbacks are like that. Look at Josh Allen. Yeah. Ken Kelsey tried to make him a passer, and he was turning over the ball left and right. Why? Because Josh Allen is not accurate enough to be throwing the ball 40 times a game. So what did Brady do? He went back and did what Dable was doing, running the ball. 
morons yeah. like me, because I'm a dumbass, I would say, oh, bro, that's dangerous with Josh Allen. You're running him too much. He might, but that's what you have no choice. Right. That's who he is. And so to me, the most important thing that a coach does for a player is define who that player is so then you can play him properly. Now, is there a Walter Payton? Or is there a Pat Mahomes? Is there those guys that can fit in any fucking system you want? Yeah, sure. You want a running quarterback? Let's go, Mahomes. You want to stay in the pocket? Let's go, Mahomes. Same thing with Walter Payton. Whatever you want to do. You want a, a run game? You want him to catch the ball? You want him to block? He'll do it all for you. There are those freaks. But the problem is in football, believe it or not, 80, 85% of these guys have to be in the right system in order for them to succeed. If you have an alignment that is in a zone scheme and he's not fast enough and quick enough for that, and yeah. he's really just a mauling people in front of him, he's going to fail. You know what I mean? You got a corner that's more of a zone guy, not a man on man. So to me, that's what I'm, because that's my problem going on with Tua right now. It's not Tua. It's what you're doing with Tua, that you're not really handling it the right way. And we saw what happened with Tyler Van Dyke. When yeah. you don't do it the right way, you screw the kid over. And so now you got Cam Ward. And I wanted to look more like it did with King, that he came in, the coach understood him, the coach played him to his strengths, and he succeeded. And that's why, that's the only thing I'm nervous about with Cam Ward, that do you understand who he is so you can put him in his best position? Right. Well, that's why this spring is, is important because Shannon Dawson gets 15 practices uh, to to run an offense with him and to see really what he does well, what he struggles with, uh, what he uh, can ultimately do for you come the fall when, when the bullets start flying for real. And, you know, when you look at Cam Ward and you look at his history, uh, the one issue that he has is that he fumbles the football a lot. Okay, and I, and I don't know if that's because he doesn't hold the ball the right way when he takes off and runs. I don't know if it's that he's just careless with the football, has to put two hands on it before he takes a hit or, or whatever the case is. Uh, that's something that he needs to clean up. And so when he got his NFL draft grade back uh, from evaluators and he didn't see what he liked, they gave him a list of things right of that he needs to improve on and show here in his final season. So. Look, it's important. It's a two-way street. Oh, uh, Mario Cristobal doesn't necessarily recruit the quarterback position great, and that's fine in college football today because if you can get a guy out of the transfer portal every year or every two years uh, that can come in and, and lead your program, then you can win that way. It's It's been proven. Michael Panix just led Washington all the way to the national championship game in two years there, right? So, um, you know, Cam Ward is only going to be here for one year. But it's an important year for Miami to show that they can put him in an offense that's going to succeed and it's going to maximize his ability because other transfer quarterbacks a year from now are going to be looking at Miami. How did they handle his situation? How, you know, did he get better as a player? Did he help his draft stock? So I think it's imperative and you hit it on the head. It's imperative that Shannon Dawson and Mario Cristobal and Cam Ward all get on the same page and allow him to flourish and to be the kind of quarterback that you need to bring in now in college football, like I said, every year, every other year, so that you can be successful and win championships and, and, and go deep in the postseason. It's just the, it's the animal. It's the animal that college football has become. Quarterbacks enter the transfer portal more often than not. If this is the avenue Mario Cristobal is going to take from now on, where every other year we're going to have a new guy coming in here to be quarterback, then then fine. Then then just but you got to be successful at it. You got to lay a foundation. This is this is an important year for all of those reasons. 
Follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro. Catch his work there at The Athletic. And what are you working on on The Athletic so folks can check it out? Well, I'm going to come up with a couple of storylines for people to watch here now is uh, spring football. I'm sure that Cam Ward uh, conversation will be included in that piece, the one that you and I just had. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have some coverage. It's yeah. everything. It, it is. It is. You must define your player properly or you will screw him and your team. And I'm just tired of watching Jamar Fletcher play man-on-man when he's a zone guy. I'm tired of watching, you know, Ryan Tannehill. You're trying to make him a passer when he's really not a pure passer. You're going to have to use his legs and the running game. And then I'm watching the Tua thing, and I'm trying to explain to people that Mike McDaniel has made him a gunslinger. That's not what he is. Mm -hmm. You're not Bob Greasy's not a gunslinger, and and neither is Drew Brees. These people, you have to give them a complimentary running game, and you must stick to it, and you've got to learn to spread the ball around. You know, like he's fixated on Tyreek, and you're just – now you're – now you're making him a gunslinger that you're everybody knows where you're slinging it to every time. Right. It's just not a way to succeed in life, bro. It's just not. No. And so I just see it all over the place where you try to play somebody where they don't belong and they can't do the job. And then you keep putting the square peg in the round hole. And that happens in, in every sport pretty much. And it kind of drives you crazy. And that's why the Cam Ward thing, I'm very intrigued because I want to make sure that this offensive coordinator puts the kid in the right position so maybe we can have an offense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, bro, you know. If he if he can beat Geno Smith, right, you think of Geno Smith at West Virginia and that wide-open offense, and Shannon Dawson was a part of that uh, at West Virginia, and you think about that team that put 70 points up in the Orange Bowl against Clemson. If Cam Ward becomes that guy, not only does that lead to a great season this year for Miami, but it leads to great seasons down the road because now there's going to be other quarterbacks who say, this coordinator and this head coach can take me places. And so right. you need – you do it once, you do it the first time, leads to a second chance, leads to a third chance because even if the next guy isn't as successful, you can say, well, Cam Ward had a great year, right? Exactly. He did it once. So uh, that's that's why it's so pivotal for Miami here in year three for Cristobal. Now that he's got the offensive and defensive lineman that he wants – for them to come out here and show major improvement. All right. Follow him on Twitter, Manny underscore Navarro. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic. Manny, we'll catch up later in the week, my friend. Thank you so much. All right, brother. You take care. You got it. Don't forget, Canes wear, baby. You want to get that messy jersey, that messy shirt, an Inter-Miami shirt, a Heat jersey, Heat shirt, Heat hat, Marlins hat, Marlins shirt, Canes, anything and everything with the Canes logo on it, Panthers. They got it all there at Canes wear. And... 10% 10% off by using our code BIG010. That's right. So whether you do it online, BIG010, you'll get 10% off. Or you go in person, BIG010, you'll get 10% off. Go to caneswear.com. And online, if you order over $99, you will get free shipping. Caneswear.com. Welcome to Caneswear. New store, new items. Same great experience. 
Family owned and operated since 2010, Caneswear has the latest merchandise from the Miami Hurricanes, Miami Dolphins, Florida Panthers, Inner Miami CF, and more. Come visit us at our store in Davie on University Drive, just south of 595, or online at caneswear.com. Caneswear, the spot Miami fan shop. A ride, a ride, a ride. A little Perdomo action. Why don't we, uh, why don't we give uh, the Heat a little victory cigar for last night, Sean? Come on, spark. It up. There you go. There you go. A little Perdomo action for you. Let's see. Uh, what do we have here? Uh, do, 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 do. Um, I, oh, by the way, on the precious metals, um, Nyborg has a great uh, tip, and he's a thousand percent right. Physical gold is always good to have. Paper gold, not so much, and that's why the ETFs things buy buy. Take the time, learn how to buy Bitcoin, learn how to buy it on an exchange, learn how to move it to your own wallet. Don't have ETFs. That's the lazy way, and that's because you don't want to take the time to actually learn yourself. You don't really own the Bitcoin, you know. So when it starts growing, yeah, you'll get the profits and then they'll buy you out and then they'll keep the Bitcoin for themselves. That's what's going to end up happening. So if they want to sell it back to pay you off, they can do that. And if they want to pay you off and just keep the Bitcoin, they can do that too. So to me, I there's nothing like owning it yourself. And for, for gold, the same thing. You literally have to own the gold. Yeah. But I would actually, I'm not a financial advisor by any stretch whatsoever. I think gold's going to plummet. And when it does, that's when you pounce. Because I think Bitcoin, there's already money coming out of gold and going into Bitcoin. Because those people are smart. So there you go. Okay, so that, that would be my tip. And Nyborg, excellent job by you, sir. Excellent job. Uh, Lenny Pena, my Faronis. Jimmy Zurich Studios. Big O, I found you. My man, my only Dolphins guy. Well, where you been, Jimmy? We've been doing this for a few years. <laughs> Welcome aboard, my friend. Thank you for finding us and sticking to it. And don't forget to smash the like button. I know we got 92 likes and 154 people watching. So come on, man. Hit that, hit that, hit that uh, like button because that gets the notification, you know, hit the notification bell. But that gets the algorithm going. More people hitting the like button and more people will find out about the show. Like our man, Jimmy Zurich, who is joining us now which is a beautiful thing psychologic is in from tijuana mexico jay pesson curious if chris chambers would come on as a receivers coach um that's if they need a receivers coach if they feel they need one and if they feel that chris chambers would be a very good one i don't know stephen harris is in he's also saying very little likes for the amount of people watching let's go hit that like button Eli Apple, definitely not coming back. <laughs> you can't bring that guy back, bro. Ron on the all-night telethon is in. Ocala Joe says, Orlando, just a thought. But if your 20,000-plus followers would just donate a dollar a day, you'd be doing almost as well as crypto, and your show is well worth it. Thank you. That would be nice. Remember, how about if, how about if all 20,000 subscribers donated $1 a month? That's it. One dollar a month. 
that would be fantastic. That would, that would allow us to travel to everything we want to do. Plus, gives uh, Sean a good living, of course, which is great. He's already making one, but, you know, would be nice. So uh, not a dollar a day, Ocala Joe. That's a lot because that would be 30 bucks or, or let's say it's Monday through Friday, 20 bucks a month, right? Just a dollar a month. That's all. A dollar a month would be amazing. That would be fantastic. But you know what? If you close this down and then say, okay, we're going to do the show from now on, but you got to pay a subscription price of a dollar a month, we would have 2,000 subscribers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> people, not everybody helps you, man. Not everybody hits the, as you can see, there's people watching and they just refuse to hit the like button. It's like, hey, whatever, you know? Uh, it's just one of those things. And they probably, you know, a lot of people, they don't visit our sponsors. You know what I'm saying? So it just happens. There's a lot of you that are dedicated and you help us and you visit our sponsors and you mention us and all that stuff. But most probably don't. And they don't even hit the like button. You know, which takes zero effort to hit the like button. It takes effort to travel to a sponsor or or use them or whatever. That's a little bit more of an effort, right? Hitting a like button takes zero effort and very, 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 it's a, it's a minor percentage that do it every day. It's funny, man. It's just kind of the way it is. Eric Trujillo says, good morning, big O. Let's keep them bags fat. You know it, baby. Dude 67 says, Manny is the best. Marcella says, good morning from Opalaka. Are you by Alibaba? Kyle says, I have two sets of tangium and a one key touch. Not your keys, not your crypto. A wise man with a Bitcoin hat once told me. Not your keys, not your crypto. Devin says, Big O, what are your thoughts on the Cam Newton fight? I talked about it yesterday. I thought it's bullshit. You know what I mean? But it's amazing, bro. The hat stayed on. That was impressive as hell. I think we did it towards the end of the show yesterday. We talked about it. But, um, Devin, you know, it was there was a theme yesterday on the show about young people. And young people have a lack of respect for, for humans, period, for life, you know? And those people that attacked Cam Newton, those punks, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's the kind of shit we would never do. And that's what I talked about yesterday, that there were contingencies. You know, you get spanked in school. You, like I said yesterday, you grow up in a neighborhood in the 70s, maybe even 80s, definitely 60s or 50s. Um, and you did something stupid. The neighbor would grab you by the ear. And drag your ass. And you're like, ah, ah, ah. You know what kids would do now? Smack the neighbor, hit him, whatever. Disrespect, whatever. The neighbor, because you're, you're a fault. You screwed up. You broke their window or whatever with a baseball or whatever. They grab you by the ear and they take you over to your mom's. And then you know what your mom does? She picks up the ear from her hand and takes you in the house. Thank you. Wa, boom, pa, da, boom, pa. I'll pay you for your window. Pa, boom, pa, da, pa. Contingencies were in place. 
to keep you in line. Those contingencies are all gone. Now you go to jail. You can't spank the kid. You can't grab a, your neighbor's kid by the ear. Are you kidding me? You're going to fight with your neighbor if that happens. Because that's the attitude now. Remember, it used to take a village to raise a child. Now we don't want the village anymore. So, Devin, that's kind of the, was the theme yesterday. You know, because some guy came on and says, oh, we would have done the same thing if there was social media and other things back in the day. And I said, no, we wouldn't. Because back in the day, you got your ass kicked. Okay? Back in the day, you knew you were going to get your ass kicked. And so you, you, you developed a level of respect. Okay? You may be mad or whatever, but you developed a level of respect. So we would never do that shit to Cam Newton no matter how badly dressed he is. The fact that that hat stayed on, Devin, that was strong, bro. That was strong. That was the most impressive part out of it all. By the way, let's get to our uh, 3A graphics sports calendar. The great Alan Blanco in Hialeah, custom printing and embroidery. Last night, the Heat took down the Kings, 121 and 110. No Hemi, no Jovic, no problem. They're 32 and 25. They're playing like the way I like them to play. Bam out of bio with 28 points on an efficient 11 of 18 shooting, 10 rebounds, seven assistances, two steals, and a block. Jaime Jaquez brought in 26 points on an incredibly efficient 12 of 17 shooting, five rebounds, and three steals. Caleb Martin added 16 points and six rebounds. And how about right? The young man came in with 13 points, five assists, two steals, and the part I like the most, zero turnovers. That's what I like. I like that, Mr. Wright. Kevin Love added 19. Highsmith added 14. It was a nice night tonight. It's Portland at 10 o'clock. Tonight at 7, so we get to watch the hockey game at 7, and then we switch over to the basketball game. This is freaking awesome. I love it when it's like that. Sabres are at the Panthers, 7 o'clock faceoff. Hey, the Canes, they're having a shitty season, but and I know there aren't moral victories, but props to Larry Nagan and the boys. They played well last night against UNC. They lost, but they lost a respectable game, 75-71. to 71. Omir had 22 points. Bensley Joseph added 21. He shot lights out from three-point range, 5 of 8. Um, so that was cool to see. I was proud of them that I kind of expected a slaughter, to be quite honest. I really did expect a slaughter. So they hung in there Wednesday. Uh, they take on BC at 7 o'clock, and then they've got FSU, and they wrap up the season. Tomorrow night, by the way, NSU is at the University of Tampa at 7 o'clock. The Sharks have won 10 in a row, and they're 7-2 and two on the road. So we'll see what happens tomorrow at 7 for the Sharks. That is your 3A graphics sports calendar all right all right all right uh let's see from my point of view when sean used to post the shows for the week is go and like them all i could find them easily now he posts them last minute and i forget to hit the like button sometimes sorry it's all right but really steve the most important thing is watch time more than even liking the button it's is letting it play and watching that's really what what is the most the like buttons are awesome but watch time is the most important most precious thing you can do for us 
So Tyreek Hill is taking up boxing and MMA, part of his off-season program. I think that's fantastic. I really do. Now, he was on this uh, podcast, and he also talked about fighting, and he talked about taking on Jake Paul, and, you know, he's friends with Jake Paul, apparently, and Dana White he wants to talk to Dana White about getting in the ring. and all. To me, he was playing around. And uh, By the way, his contract won't allow him to go box or MMA or anything like that, but I think the training is important. I think it's great for him. I think it, it allows him to work muscles, even though that guy's muscles on top of muscles, but it'll allow him to work muscles. He normally doesn't work. And I think also body control. That's one of the things I like about taking MMA and not boxing, but more MMA is I think when you're in the air and those kind of things, if you're taking stuff like karate, boxing, MMA, things like that, especially the MMA, maybe that might help you a little bit more with body control, right? And then the physical nature of the game, right? That's the other thing, since that's a physical sport that will allow him to kind of train that way and fight off the line of scrimmage. You know, boxing, it's hand-eye coordination, MMA, hand-eye coordination. Uh, last year, uh, the Kansas City, you know, DB ragdolled his ass. And he's probably saying, yeah, I got to do something to counter that. And this is what he's going to counter with because you have a lot of hand, hand battles going on at the line of scrimmage. The MMA and the boxing could end up helping him in that area also. So I think it's fantastic. The other stuff, he's just clowning around like he always does because he's, he's got a great sense of humor, and that's what, it, that's what he's all about. But um, I, I love the idea of adding the boxing and then the MMA, the MMA to his regimen because I think it can make him a better football player when it's all said and done. Uh, the other thing, one of the things I like about the Dolphins offseason, unlike, you know, a lot of our writers who are trying to sensationalize how difficult this offseason is going to be and all that. And I told you, no, it's not. They're going to have flexibility. And even the, the cap went up even more than they expected. So they even have more flexibility. Like I told you, this is not going to be an issue to rebuild the team this year. OK, it's up to the front office to find the talent. That's all. That's their job, dude. So do it. And and next year. It'll be a little difficult, but it'll be doable. It's two years from now when we start to really, you know, the third year from now. Not not this year, not next year, the year after. That's the one that I think really becomes a challenge. This year, options, baby. You're going to have options. You're going to have salary cap, salary cap flexibility, right? And one of the things that I love about options, and I told you, I want Derrick Henry. And this is the offseason that's kind of playing into the Dolphins' hands. The salary cap went up 30, 30 million, 12, 14 million more than expected. Boom. I'm hearing Drew Rosen, I'll say silly shit like, whoa, you know, we're going to have to slow walk this process for Connor Williams and take our time. Great, dude. That does, that's not how it goes in free agency. Uh, the money dries up, the positions dry up, the options dry up. So go ahead. That that plays right into the Dolphins' hands. And as I told you, the options continue for the Miami Dolphins. Plenty of options. I told you I want Derrick Henry. And now I'm telling you, Derrick Henry, 
Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, A.J. Dillon, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins. They're all free agents. And people don't pay running backs. So Derrick Henry is a free agent on a year where there's 4,000 running backs. So the money isn't going to be flowing to running backs. So running backs are going to have to say, well, it's really not about the money because the money isn't, you know, top notch, but it's really about situation. What's the better situation for me? I think we have one of the better situations. One of the best offenses in passing, one of the best offenses in running. And if you are a running back, they are going to feed you. You want to come here. So options, you know, everybody, oh, this cap crisis is coming. Cap hurricane, cap earthquake, whatever adjective they wanted to get creative and describe. Cap hell, all that. There's no cap hell, and they're going to have plenty of options. And at running back, you know, give me a little Derrick Henry, and I'm good. So I love how this is all working out for the Dolphins, to be quite honest. Instead of, I, I, I get it, it sells more clicks and all that to be negative and to scare people and 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 because our last two seasons haven't ended the way we want them to end, so it, it invites sensationalism. It invites the silly-ass drama. And there you have it. So that's one there. Then let's talk about... Let's talk about Chris Greer and Reggie McKenzie and Marvin Allen and Tom Garfinkel and Brandon Shore. And the great front office of the Miami Dolphins that constantly is making moves and cutting deals and keeping flexibility. And Steve Palazzo, Palazzolo, Palazzolo, um, on, uh, on the PFF NFL podcast. And this is one where I want you to listen to it. It's a shortcut here. And they talk about the Dolphins and what they've done with their salary cap, their contracts and flexibility. And I give Steve Palazzo credit because he's kind of doing some of the work that I've done. Uh, unlike some others in the media that aren't necessarily doing what, you know, they're sensationalizing everything. So let's hear Steve talk about the Dolphins and their cap situation. The Dolphins are another team. When you look at cap space itself, 50 plus million over the cap, they have the restructurability, obviously, to be cap compliance, but also have cap space. They have the most restructurability of any team. In so the Dolphins are another team. When you look at cap space itself, 50 plus million right. over the cap, they have the restructurability, obviously, to be cap compliance, but also have cap space. They have the most restructurability of any team. In so. The they have the most restructurable ability than any team in the NFL. Thank you, bro. I, I, I just, I want to thank people that do their homework. I want to thank people 
that don't mislead you and lie to you and then create drama that isn't there. And then you're all see. <laughs> I hate to do this, but I'm going to do this. Okay. I'm a Dolphins fan. Most of the media doesn't give a shit about the Dolphins. They're not rooting for the Dolphins. Most of them don't even weren't born here. And most of them just moved here for a job, and eventually they might be moving out for another job. So for them to sell you sensationalism and drama, they don't really give a shit how you feel. But I do. Because I'm you. I'm a media member. But I'm brutally honest that, hey, bro, I'm a hometown guy. I root for all the hometown team. It's not going to stop me from saying you're screwing things up, okay? All right? I don't give a shit if it's the Marlins or the Dolphins or, or Inter-Miami or the Heat. Doesn't matter, okay? I love Riley to death. I'll, I'll protect Riley. I'll be his left tackle forever. But if he does something wrong, I'm going to say it. You'll never hear me say get rid of Riley. Never hear me say that, ever. So that's why, because I feel it too, just like you guys do. So I'm going to lie to you about something to get you emotional about it? Why? Why would I do that? Then I'm lying to myself too at the same time. That doesn't make any sense. So that's the difference. I will openly tell you, yeah, I'm a Heat fan. Yeah, I'm a Marlins fan. Yeah, I'm a Dolphins fan. Of course, I'm an Inter-Miami fan. Yes, I'm a Canes fan. Yes, FIU, FAU. At Nova, yes, everything local. That's me. Panthers, give it to me. Let's go. You know, but it's not going to stop me from telling you the 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 Panthers are meow 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 meow. Two years ago, right? Weak, soft. They need to get toughened up. That's exactly what they did. Not going to stop me. And that's the difference. Where I'm actually a media member that gives a shit about our local teams. Okay, I want them to win more than anything else. But so I'm not going to create drama where there isn't any. And that's why I told you this offseason is not a problem at all for the Dolphins. It's all bullshit out there. Total bullshit. It's either you don't know what's going on or you're just sensationalizing everything. I don't know what it is. You tell me, that's fine, but you're you're doing the wrong thing. So these are things we we kind of work and we kind of go the extra mile for you guys. And that's kind of what we do on this show. And it's nice to see people actually do the right thing and say the right things about it. You can disagree and not like something or whatever, but you know, let's let, let's give people the the right information and then let them decide for themselves. Right. That's kind of how it goes. Uh, sadly, it's mostly the same young people that will defend Kodak Black for throwing rocks at a reporter. Whatever. I mean, it's just everything is just yeah, Kodak Black is a perfect example of just a person that's just an absolute moron that doesn't really respect. So, yeah. Uh, Northwest 119th and Northwest 32nd Avenue working at the old Winn-Dixie warehouse. All right, Marcellus. Hang in there, my brother. Uh, good morning, Big O and Sean. You had to know that Coach Spo would get the team together. He is one of the two best coaches in South Florida, the other one being Maurice for the Panthers. No, um, 
Spo is the best coach in South Florida. Okay. Best coach in South Florida by miles, by miles and miles and miles. Paul Maurice needs to win a Stanley Cup or two to start to catch up to Spo. But I, I understand what you're saying. Larinaga is ahead of Paul Maurice also, by the way, because he's been doing a lot longer in this town. So uh, Larinaga, for me, is the second best coach in town. It's Spo, then Larinaga. Then I'll give Paul Maurice. But uh, you got to do a little bit more, but I love what Paul Maurice is doing. Definitely love it. But nobody's better than Spo. Spo's the – it's Shula and Spo. Best coaches ever in South Florida history. Shula and Spo. Like, they're at a level above everybody else. Like, no one is even close to Shula and Spo. Not even Riley. Not even Riley. I'm talking about South Florida accomplishments. Okay? Because Spo is at a point now where he dwarfs what Riley did. Dwarfs. Absolutely dwarfs. I mean, what Spo's done... I might put Spo in the future ahead of Don Shula. Okay. I might just do that one day. Uh, but he's Spo and Shula are the same guy. They coach different teams. I, I can't say enough about those two guys. I've never seen two coaches like that. Larinaga is the other one that can coach different teams. Never seen it from any other coach in town. Those two guys, my God. Shula and Spo are just too good, bro. Too good. Uh, amen. Caught quite a few attitude adjustments from my pops back in the day. Now at 50 years old, I'm grateful for each one of them. Yeah, because we effed up and we got our asses kicked. And we, we might have been mad at that moment, but we knew we deserved it. That's what's wrong nowadays. They refuse to accept responsibility and take it. For their for their actions that's what's wrong in our society and that happens everywhere it doesn't matter that's just the way it is uh, i'm 35 so spo was the best coach of my lifetime by miles look forward to sean's thoughts on an elimination chamber and raw tonight on squared circle digest damn right eight o'clock right sean eight o'clock sean and frankie getting it done let's go Spo is on top of a mountain when it comes to the South Florida head coaches at the moment. If Spo wins one more championship, we have to put him above Shula. It's it's crazy to think that, but, you know, they're the same coaches, same exact coaches. Watching Shula win with the 70s team and Woodstock and Marino and then watching Spo win with Scrubs, win with these guys and go to championships, uh, go to them, not win them but go to conference and championships and then win titles with the big three. Uh, he has won with so many different teams. It's Shula like Shula and Spo are so alike. It's ridiculous. It really is. And I never in my life could have ever imagined that I would have ever compared anyone to Shula like that. That's blasphemous. That's so insulting. That's what I would have thought of. But now, after watching this man's career, I don't have a damn problem with it. 
If anybody tells me that Spo is second only to Shula or tied with Shula or you want to put him slightly ahead of Shula, brother, I'm not going to argue. We're splitting hairs here. There isn't much of a difference there. But they're clearly the two best coaches ever in South Florida history. And I don't want to forget Ron Frazier because it's before a lot of your times out there, but what he did for college baseball and baseball overall was also just, you know, godlike. So I don't want to I, – I, I never want to respect Ron Frazier because I know where I came from and what I saw with Ron Frazier as a kid and into my teens and maybe early 20s, I think, we lost Ron. Uh, then he moved on and retired. So um, Frazier was – the wizard was amazing. God, he was amazing. But it's college baseball, so, you know. Bro, I talk back my mom even now. I get backhanded in my 30s. Of course. I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, Big O, do you remember that song Kryptonite by Big Boy? Great song, just like Kryptonite. There you go. I like it. I like it. Spo is the goat. There's no doubt. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Yeah, Spo is uh, is just absolutely the goat. Where's Bitcoin? Bitcoin is locked in over fifty-seven thousand, so that's nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. And let's give you the uh, latest on what's going on in the crypto market. It's refreshing. So. I got to wait for it to refresh. Bitcoin up 7%, over 57,000. Jasmine coin down 4.5%. Star Atlas up 2.5%. Illuvium up 8.5%. Shido up 6%. That's for me. That's Most of you don't know anything about Shido. That's uh, under the radar one that I've uh, been following. Tectum up 6% to $33. We gave you Tectum at 20 bucks, by the way. We gave you on January 2nd, Tectum at $20.81 and is at thirty three thirty one. Okay. Uh, Rollbit. Where is Rollbit? about swarm markets i'm having trouble finding all of these how about ando where's ando ando up six percent to 45 cents we gave you ando at 22 so you are you're already 100 percent on ando how many of you got into ando because a bunch of you responded that day at, at 24 cents i'm sorry and now it's at um 45 cents I'm sorry. So almost not not uh, 100%, but like 80. Alephium. How many of you got Alephium when I told you? Where is Alephium? We gave you Alephium at $1.08. And Alephium right now. Why can't I find it? Why am I struggling to find Alephium? Oh, there it is. Alephium. $3.76. We gave it to you at $1.08. 
Okay. Demo is up 3%. We gave it to you at 36 cents. It's at 44. Hive Mapper down 3%. We gave it to you at 14 cents. It's at 18 cents. Pendle, we gave it to you at $1.23. It's at 284. What else? Oh, Rollbit, by the way, is at 16 cents. And we gave it to you at 14. So you're making money on most of these, by the way, that we gave you on January 2nd. How about that? Huh? How about that? There you go. All right. Ah, yes. All right, let's do it. We got to take a uh, break. We're going to wrap it up here. We uh, thank David Fronis and Manny Navarro. We thank, of course, the man, the myth, the legend that is Sean Stanley. Uh, noon, I'm on with Perkins on the, at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Uh, so you can catch us there on the Sun Sentinel YouTube page, whatever it is. So we're on at noon in about eight minutes. Appreciate all of you that tuned in. Appreciate all of you that sent in a super chat. Remember, you can always make a donation anytime, day or night, Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. And you can always make a Bitcoin donation, which is our favorite kind of donation. Appreciate all of you out there. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Oh, actually, we'll see you in the afternoon. We'll be at Canesware tomorrow afternoon. It's an afternoon show. Canesware tomorrow afternoon. Y'all be good.